0: So a way
1: Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reid.
2: Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children.
3: Millions. It's clear that the Speaker's bill breaks House Republicans' commitment to America. In the run-up to the 2022 election, House Republicans promised to put cops on the beat. Instead, they're fighting to put fentanyl on the street by defunding Border Patrol,
4: And welcome back to Politic Podcast. It is the 26th of April, year of our Lord, 2023. Having a bad day. The last couple days have been shit. I don't know what's going on. So, decided to get in the podcast booth and just take my mind off. I can't eat anything and everything sucks for no reason. So, that intro, of course, was Lies. You don't own our, our kids. That soundbite by KGP has been fact-checked by everybody. You can't blame the GOP because you let everybody in and you're not stopping shit so we have a fentanyl crisis, but they're going to try. So today we're going to cover how the theme today, of course, is the clear in the field, man, 2024. hmm fix his end. They're silencing people. We'll have Tucker, his re bid, and a bunch of propaganda, and then our trans section. But I literally was surprised because this is what you saw all weekend on the media.
5: Chuck Todd is NBC's political director and moderator of Meet the Press. Chuck, good morning. It's good to see you. So I know you all are going to roll out a new NBC Mm -hmm. News poll on Meet the Press this morning about this question of a potential rematch between President Biden, who we expect to announce that he is going to run for re-election in a few days, and also former President
6: Trump. How is the country feeling about that idea? Uh, I'll put it this way, Willie. There are only 6% of Americans that would like to see both Trump and Biden run. Wow, 6%. The point is this, uh, they want to see them both run. There's large majorities uh, that don't want either gentleman to run. Uh, There's a majority of Democrats who don't want to see Biden run again. It's not because of his policies. It's simply because of questions about his physical ability. Good Sunday morning. Americans are seething at their political leaders and at each other. That's according to a brand new NBC News poll we are releasing right now. They're dissatisfied, with what seems to be inevitable a 2024 rematch between Joe Biden and Donald Trump as Biden prepares to formally announce his campaign for a second term uh, early this week just one in four Americans believe he should run for re-election 70% say he shouldn't run by the way only 35% believe Donald Trump should run again 60% say no only 5% of Americans actually want both of these gentlemen to run And let me show you even more of this poll, 53% of 2020 Biden voters say he shouldn't run. 64% of Democrats who voted for Sanders or Warren in the 2020 primaries think he shouldn't run. And 76% of voters under 35 think he shouldn't run. And what's the top concern for that? We asked voters, we didn't prompt them. We said, why don't you think he should run? Well, these were the responses. It almost is all about his age and his ability to do the job. Do
7: you expect everyone to, all Democrats to suddenly rally
8: around the president?
7: Well, I'll, I'll leave that to, to our, our Democratic uh,
0: former official here. My own sense is that most Americans don't want to vote for an 81-year-old man for president. and Neither do they really want to vote for a 77-year-old man for president. They'd like, a, they'd, they'd like to go to the next generation. And I think part of the modesty is the, is the Biden and White House and operation aware that people are uneasy
9: with his age.
8: And and to that point, Heidi, the Wall Street Journal editorial board had a very strong statement about it, saying the public understands what Mr. Biden apparently won't admit, that electing an octogenarian in obvious decline for another four years could be an historic mistake. It's impossible to know Mr. Biden's real physical and mental state because the White House goes to great lengths to hide it, but his decline is clear to anyone who isn't willfully blind.
10: Absolutely. And, and the, 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 the real issue here is when you don't compare Biden to, you know, kind of uh, the perfect candidate. You pair, compare him to who the likely nominee is. And I think that there's a comfort level as we move into this that uh, Donald Trump probably will be the nominee. This will re- be a repeat of 2020. Biden has a lot of things to run on. He's got a lot of good Our Democrats to do about the
11: age issue that they keep bumping up against with Joe Biden.
5: I mean, there there is nothing to do unless they find another candidate. I mean, the one thing that gives me hope is that, like, Obama wasn't the establishment candidate when, when he ran the first time around. The, everybody was aiming towards Hillary Clinton, and then he, he was this young, charismatic leader that put himself in this position. But there was no incumbent. That is also true. Look, they're not in a good spot. To me, my frustration is they had years to develop younger, more viable candidates. And, and they didn't, and part of that is, like, what I was saying, like, it's a... It, the establishment does not want to change.
12: A new CBS News poll shows challenges ahead for Mr. Biden. A large majority described the country as out of control. And nearly half of Democrats don't want him to run again they overwhelmingly cite his age as a reason. Younger voters in South Florida today express those concerns. Well,
13: I just don't think that he's fit enough still to be president. I
10: feel like he is older and he is getting older. I think he's too old. This is a new generation and I think they're stuck in the old ways.
12: But in Washington, union president Sean McGarvey said age shouldn't matter. I'll tell
4: you, my father was in the audience today. My father is 85 years old and my father could whoop my ass, okay?
6: So I don't worry about it a bit.
12: Most national Democrats, like former President Barack Obama, today reached out to supporters via email and social media, urging them to donate to the Biden campaign. And another former opponent, Senator Bernie Sanders, said he's on board and won't challenge the sitting president.
0: Nora. Still, our NBC News poll shows only 41% of Americans approve of the job President Biden is doing. 54% disapprove. The president's move, setting up a possible rematch with former President Trump, posting this response. With such a calamitous and failed presidency, It is almost inconceivable that Biden would even think of running for re-election. 70% of Americans say they don't want President Biden to run for re-election, including most Democrats. But 60% of Americans say they don't want Mr. Trump to run again either. Today in Battleground Pennsylvania, the critical Philly suburbs, we found voters like small business owner Dora Rietta exasperated by the possibility of another Biden-Trump showdown.
7: What do you make of that
14: rematch? A mess. A mess.
7: Why? I think they both are very extreme, and I think we need someone that's kind of in the middle.
0: Cafe owner Christine Hicks strongly supports President Biden because she says he'll protect abortion rights.
7: For my granddaughter or want her to have choice and... It is upsetting to know that she has less choices now than we did.
0: But she's less supportive of Vice President Kamala Harris, who's featured prominently in today's video.
7: I don't think I would vote for Kamala if she was running for president, but she's, you know, she supports him, and I think it's a good thing.
0: Independent Larry Largest, a painter, is frustrated by high inflation.
7: Are you satisfied
15: with the economy these days? No, I'm really not. Prices are going up, rent's going up, food's going up. My wages aren't going up.
0: And echoing what polls say, many are concerned about President Biden's age. He'd be 86 at the end of a second term.
15: I think he's getting a little long in the tooth. He's getting a little bit old, you know, and I have some concerns on his mental faculties.
0: But retired truck driver Mike Lau...
4: So, of course, you know, I'm thinking, hey, maybe they're going to come around to it. Meet the press showing nobody wants Biden. No, nobody wants him. Come on, man. He's an old guy. I mean, who the hell wants Biden? Everything is showing he's not going to be there. But then he announces. And he announces with this. And I finally figured out how to make it work. So let's watch it together. J6. Are you surprised? I figured it out. Freedom. Sorry.
2: Personal freedom is fundamental to our Americans.
4: Freedom, personal freedom—the one that you're crushing everywhere: religion, thought, speech. But, but go on, old man.
2: There's nothing more important. Nothing, nothing more, sacred. more That's sacred. That's been the work, work, work of my, my first term—to term. fight, fight for, for our democracy. democracy. It should be. Revolution. to protect to our, our rights, place, to, make to make sure, sure that like everyone in this country, country is treated equally and that everyone, everyone is given a, a, a fair shot. shot. He was
4: supposed to be the uniter. Why isn't this done? You've had fucking three years. All you've done is divided. And the only right you care about is transing kids and criminals.
2: At making him. But you know around the country, around the country mega extremists, extremists are lining up, up to take to down those bedrock, bedrock freedoms, freedom. cutting, cutting social so security.
4: Where are the mega extremists? Can anybody point to any mega extremist? Anybody? Somebody show me a mega extremist. What are they in charge of? Why does he keep saying mega extremist? Their whole predicate for the election is, once again, a lie. Nobody's going after Social Security. Nobody's going after anybody's rights. They're trying to protect their own rights. They don't want their kids transed.
2: You, you paid, paid for, for your entire, entire life, life while cutting, cutting taxes, taxes from very wealthy, dictating, dictating what health care decisions women can make, banning books, books and, and telling people what they can love, all that it, it more difficult, difficult for you to be able to, be able to vote. vote.
4: Everything in there is a complete, utter Lie. Nobody's stopping people for vote. In fact, every law that actually went in effect maintained more voting. It's just not your voting where you just get to cast it in multiple states, multiple times. He shows her, but he never talks
16: about her. When I was president, for president for four years way. ago, I, I said, said we're in a battle, battle
2: for, for the soul of America. Terror. And we still, still are. are. What the question we're facing, we're facing is whether in the, the years ahead, ahead we have more, more freedom, freedom or less freedom. freedom. More, more rights, rights or fewer. Freedom. I know, I don't know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do, do too. too. This, this is, is not a time, time to be complacent. It. That's, That's why I'm running for re-election. Because, because I, know, I America. know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're, we're still a country that believes in and honesty, respect, and respect, treating each, each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give nation, hate nation no nation safe we, we believe that everyone is equal, that, is that is everyone should be, be, be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. this country. Every generation of Americans have faced a moment when they have to defend democracy, Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. This, this is our, is our moment.
4: moment. Okay. Yeah, that's that's enough of that. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's just horseshit. So of course, CNN came out. Um, they're just. This is like why I started propaganda this week. President Biden announced re-election about entering the race with a significant legislative record but low approval ratings. What significant record are we talking about? We're in a bit where they're saying that the climate is saved because they did the Inflation Reduction Act. That's the kind of bullshit they get away with, nobody else gets away with. Why? Poe. Democrats are lukewarm about picking Biden as a nominee, but many believe he may be the best hope of preventing a second Trump term and fighting extremism. New York Times. If President Biden is reelected in 2024, he will be 82 when he takes office and 86 when his term ends. Here's a snapshot of the body and mind of an octo- octogenarian and the potential problems doctor look out for. A tweeter, Luther Broadsword. Biden has long wanted this title and the career bureaucrats have long wanted autonomy from executive oversight. It's a match made in heaven for China. It's time to stop pretending this country is functional and get serious about taking ourselves and our future seriously again. The reason is he's so old and able to do the job is because he doesn't do his job. The the thing that's so funny is I've had so many arguments with people on both sides of the spectrum mega and Biden people are identical they're just so brainwashed they can't see that Biden's too old it doesn't matter if you put that picture up dark Brandon that's their icon for 2024 I guess it doesn't matter if you put that up he's not doing the job other people are and with Trump Trump can't win It's just cut and dry. He cannot win because he can't win the middle. He's too hyperbolic. So you need somebody that can beat Biden. And they're thinking, well, Biden can beat Trump. Well, Biden can't beat DeSantis. But Trump or Biden can't beat DeSantis and DeSantis can't beat Trump, which makes no fucking sense. If the GOP would once think about winning the election, Doing what the Democrats do, rigging the shit. DeSantis would beat Biden by like six points. But you can't get through to these people. This is what the RNC returned.
17: We can now call the 2024 presidential
8: race for Joe Biden. this morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan. Financial markets are in free fall as 500 regional banks have shuttered their doors. Border agents were
5: overrun by a surge of 80,000 illegals yesterday evening.
1: Officials closed the city of San Francisco this morning, citing the escalating crime and fentanyl crisis. Who's in charge here? It feels-
4: you can say beat Biden, but you won't with Trump. One of the articles I got, uh, he's running again 24, so here's a little reminder of how much he really hates us. Here are some of the highlights, or maybe it should call called lowlights. Note, Biden tried to pretend he was just talking about those super evil Republicans who support Trump. He went so far as to authorize them with the whole mega thing, but ultimately meant all Republicans. Heck, he meant anyone who disagrees with them. That's true. Donald Trump and the mega Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundation of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans, are mega Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and mega Republicans. So you just basically said yes. And here, in my view, is what is true mega Republicans do not respect the Constitution, they do not believe in the rule of law, and they do not recognize the the will of the people that he can say that statement after 2016 shows how broken we are as a media why it's so bad that Tucker Carlson, a guy I don't watch all the time because his show is really depressing because if you research what he's bringing up, it's actually true, these things are going through but we just don't know it because nobody's reporting on it, he had incredible producers who I guess sexually harassed people part of the problem. Folks, these motherfuckers don't respect the rule of law. They go around, they just do everything they want to do. They just regulate and put in shit that, I mean, all you have to do is say Inflation Reduction Act. It had nothing to do with inflation and it was a green bill that has ruined us and our energy policy. Now, if you set the results of a free election 2016 calling you. Mega forces are determined to take this country backward. Backward to America where there's no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. It's all made up. It's all wrong. Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving American democracy than mega Republicans are to destroying mega democracy. These motherfuckers are so fucking petty, and scared of monks, they're going to ground the starship program, and here is Mika Brzezinski, they were happy the spacecraft, the most powerful spacecraft ever designed, and was going to blow up, that was part of the fucking thing, because it's too big, and I have to figure out how to harness it, gloating about it.
6: Well, it's Friday. Yes, and
17: Thursday it's was a very rough day for Elon Musk. First, I, I don't his $3 know about that. billion dollar rocket exploded. I,
6: I, 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 I'm, I'm going to question that framing. They get a lot of great data out of that. It exploded. About, I, if you, but it this was is,
0: a planned explosion. It was, no. They, they got what they wanted. They got a
17: massive data. It was a step forward. It was an unscheduled disassembly, as they call it. Well, I have had many of Before those. Or it exploded. I've had many of then, those.
4: It's um, it's pretty bad. It's just really bad. Because Obama destroyed NASA. Now Biden's going to destroy SpaceX. And these are the same people that are saying the planet's going to explode. We're all going to have no place to live. But they're also destroying the space program to get us to Mars. So, I mean, it, pick one. Either we're ending as a planet and we need to find another place to live colonizing mars or the moon or something you guys are so full of fucking shit is what i'm trying to say so then we get into the tucker here um the first soundbite is the view saying thank you god that tucker got fired and aoc calling for tucker to be fired
11: fact, word has just come down that Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways.
18: We so thank you for your
11: service to the network and host to the prior contributor. Wave. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Because, but we wanted to make sure that we let you know what was going well,
18: on. Well, can I can I ask the audience if they'll help me do something? <laughs> Come on, folks! Na 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 na. Nah, nah.
10: I don't think anyone likes to celebrate the demise of someone's career but he's, um, not, but he's he is not responsible yeah. for no the demise of someone's career yeah. but but he <laughs> is responsible for the degradation that we see somewhat of our democracy in this country and I just think as a faithful person look at God look at God
17: well, and you know, Russian propaganda hardest hit. I, I mean, he's been the biggest
10: yeah. purveyor of pro-Russian talking points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a good day for the Ukrainian people. Karma, karma doesn't Tomorrow, lose yeah.
11: anyone's address.
18: No. So. Well, it it may misplace the address. <laughs> and Do you think media organizations or social media platforms should be accountable for the role, for, for being platforms for incitement? I believe
1: that when it comes to broadcast television, like Fox News, these are subject to to federal law, federal regulation in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence, very clearly incitement of violence. And that is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with.
4: That a sitting congressperson can do that shows that we're really broken. And here she is, gloating post. We'll watch it together.
1: Tucker Tucker Carlson is is out at at Fox News. News. Couldn't Couldn't have happened to a better guy. What I will say, though, is... While I'm very glad that the person who's arguably responsible for for the... Some of the some largest, largest, driving, driving some, some of the most uh, amounts, of amounts of death, death threats, threats and violent violence threats, threats not just, not just my office, office, but to of people across the country. country. Um, uh, I, I also, also kind of feel like, like I'm like waiting for the cutscene cut at the end, end the end of the Marvel movie, movie after yeah, all the credits are rolled and then and you see like the building like
8: hand reemerge
1: out to grip over like the building or something. But
4: Deplatforming, De-platforming works. works, and it is important. important. And, and, um, and there, you, there go. you go. Deplatforming works. A sitting Congressperson, once again, pushing for silencing of opposition. That's 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 where we're at. Um, that's where we're at as a country. They can do it. Tucker doesn't even remotely compare to what the View does. What Pasaki is doing, the amount of lies. Brian Seltzer, Tucker Carlson out. This is earth-shaking Moment Cable News. The biggest tell in Fox press release about Tucker Carlson X is that he's not like getting a final show. No chance to say goodbye on his own terms or point people to his next home. Fox says Carlson last program was April 21st. When CNN ended Reliable Sources, I was offered a final episode. The placement for Fox, blah, blah, Tucker Carlson became became, for a time, bigger than Fox News. His disappearance will rip it through Fox, the wider TV world, and the GOP. One of the many impacts is money. Fox is pushing for higher carriage fees from distributors right now, and without Tucker, it has less en- en- less leverage. No joke, I was going to spend this afternoon working on one of the Tucker Carlson chapters in my forthcoming Networks of Lies. The book is due out in November. It's a good day to pre-order. I have tried calling and texting Carlson for comment on the stunning departure for Fox. Saw no No fucking response. Why the fuck would he talk to you? I don't know about you guys but I'm shocked Tucker isn't immediately responding to Brian's comment. There will of course be a lot of reporting This is Green Greenwald and facts that at some point are made public about what happened that caused Fox-Tucker split. But for now, the fact that Brian Seltzer really seems to think that Tucker could, would speak about it to a fired from CNN liberal is pretty funny. Fox News lost a billion dollars already. By firing him. The New York Times. We had multiple versions of what. He was the farthest right and farthest left show on cable. 88 times Tucker Carlson made me think you got to be fucking kidding me. Tucker Carlson. Seven biggest scandals from his time at Top of Fox News. J.D. Vance hits one of the salient points that I was kind of shocked with and that there were quotes from the Department of Defense, they were happy he got fired. Now, granted, I understand he disparaged the military, but why um, anyone from the DOD would respond on this is pretty fucking shocking. So here is uh, Brian Seltzer being featured on some loser show about uh, Tucker's departure.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Brittany Lewis, a breaking news reporter here at Forbes. Joining me now is former CNN host and author of Hoax, Brian Stelter. Brian, I appreciate you coming on today.
14: Thank you. Thanks for having
1: me. It's a busy day. It's a historic day for cable news. I do want to talk about news both from CNN and Fox. First, let's start with Fox and the historic departure of the network's top rated host, Tucker Carlson. What's your reaction to the abrupt departure?
14: Clearly, Tucker Carlson is not leaving by choice, he was ousted from Fox News and so was his longtime top producer. Uh, it's a staggering development because Carlson was in some ways even bigger than Fox. He had the highest ratings of the network. He had incredible amounts of power. He could basically do whatever he wanted, or so it seemed. This moment shows that ultimately it was not Tucker in charge, it was Fox and it is Fox. And of course the belief over at Fox News is they are so much bigger than any single star. So this moment, the dismissal of Carlson is gonna test that theory
1: once and for all you know this reminds me of similar conversations to when bill o'reilly was ousted from fox and people said what's the network going to do who do you see right now i know it's very early we're just hours after the news but emerging as the next tucker carlson the next bill o'reilly that next face of fox
14: you know i haven't thought about it yet so i'm going to give you my raw reaction to that question um the, the people that come to my mind are uh, Jesse Waters, who right now is the lead-in Bertucker Tucker at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Joe Jesse Waters comes to mind. I think he kind of personifies a lot of what Fox is in the Biden years and, and could be in the future. Um, you know, so he's the first name that, that pops into my head. Um, I would like to see Fox elevate one of their, their female personalities because they don't have a lot of women in on the schedule after about three in the afternoon. So uh, that would be a logical move for the network. Um, But, you know, it's so it's so fresh. I I don't have other names to uh, spout out, spout out yet.
1: (laughs) Well, when you do, I hope you come back on. But I do want to read you one of your (laughs) tweets. When CNN ended Reliable Sources, I was offered a final episode, a chance to sign off on my own terms. I really appreciated that. I think viewers did, too. Tucker leaving Fox without even saying goodbye. Stunning. What does it say that he wasn't even afforded that chance for a final episode?
14: Well, let me say with the caveat that maybe there's a slight chance that he wanted to, he, he chose not to sign off, but I don't believe that's the case. I believe it is very clear that this was an ouster by Fox. Some people are going to use the word firing, uh, in, in, in some ways similar to my departure from CNN. But as I said in that tweet, the difference with my departure from CNN was that I was afforded a chance to sign off and say goodbye. And to a television anchor, that means a lot, but it also means a lot to the viewers because, uh, the viewers of the Tucker Carlson show, uh, are finding out today on Facebook or Twitter or True Social that he's been canceled. But when they tune in at 8 p.m., they're not going to see him. They're not even going to hear from Tucker in his own words. They're not going to hear his explanation or his version of events. They're not going to hear where to go next to watch him. You know, that is a really uh unusual and very um revealing decision by Fox and by Carlson, if if in in fact, it was his call. But look, I've covered television news for 20 years. This was clearly not his call. Uh, the question now is, what exactly did cause Fox to pull the plug and cancel the highest rated show on the schedule?
4: That segment right there says everything that's wrong with the media. Brian Seltzer had the lowest rated cable show, but he's still brought out and talked about. He pro- He propagated more lies than Tucker Carlson ever could dream of propagating. He was at the fucking tip of the spear
6: on Hunter Laptop.
14: Secret emails.
6: A really fishy story.
14: The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019.
6: The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence
9: operation. Foreign intelligence operation.
17: Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence intelligence operation. For all we know, These emails are made up. The information
18: found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks.
17: All the hallmarks, hallmarks rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Russian. Russian Russian disinformation.
14: Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right wing media
4: machine. So bringing that guy out to talk just is so insulting. Here's uh, Jason Whitlock and Megan Kelly for the pro side of why Tucker Carlson was important.
19: I sit and look at Tucker Carlson, and I've been coming on his show, it seems like, for eight, nine years. I don't even know how long it shows, but. I was living out in Los Angeles, I was coming on his show. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a long time. And I've watched Tucker Carlson get closer and closer to God and get closer and closer to understanding what's at the heart of what's going on in America. There's a spiritual war going on. Good versus evil. People promoting a satanic agenda, it wants to sexualize your kids, and wants drag queens at school, and wants to uh, mutilate kids' bodies. And he's a, he's a parent. He's he's a man around the same age as me. And it's like you start looking at it, and if you look at it objectively, you have no choice but to reach certain conclusions. Like. This is an attack on God. And what side am I going to be on? And I feel sorry for those of you that are in a position where you can't be on God's side because it's too upsetting to all of your personal relationships. It'll disrupt the brand you've spent your whole life believing in. Oh, some of your friends may not like you. I'm sorry if you're that weak and your convictions are that weak and your faith that weak that you would rather be on the devil's side than deal with the discomfort of admitting, hey, I was wrong. I've been thinking the wrong thing. I've been supporting the wrong group. Tucker Carlson could sell out and keep taking Every dime Fox News had. They would have paid that due 50, 60, 70 million dollars a year. It appears from the outside like now nah, he'd rather tell the truth. He'd rather face the persecution and have AOC and everybody else and Keith Overman and all the other idiots, all the other satanic idiots calling him names and calling him a white supremacist. He'd rather stand on that truth then just take the paycheck and submit. I respect the hell out of it.
10: Um,
17: This is a terrible move by Fox, and it's a great thing for Tucker Carlson. Um, I don't know what drove Fox News to make this decision. And it was clearly Fox News decision because they're not letting him say goodbye. That's my supposition. That's not inside knowledge. Uh, But this the, the irony here is that how did they get in trouble with Dominion? They called Arizona too soon, felt their critics, and ultimately that proved to be the case. They were under pressure by their audience to reverse the call. The audience started to leave them in droves because they felt betrayed, like they didn't understand the mission of Fox News, which is to be fair to especially the Republicans who don't get a fair shake on other channels. And they went into a panic as their audience started to flee. Then they overcorrected by covering the bullshit claims about Dominion as though they were plausible and gave way too much credence to some of those claims on the air. Then they got sued. And last week, they settled that case for about $800 million. Tucker Carlson had very little to do with that case. Tucker Carlson was one of the few who went on the air and said, Sidney Powell is a liar. She's a liar. And I've seen the proof and don't believe her. He was not, he was not the reason for that $800 million settlement. Um, so what do they do now in the wake of that settlement? They get rid of Tucker? <laughs> Talk about misjudging your audience yet again. Yet again, because trust me, I hear from the Fox News audience all the time with whom I still have great relationships. Many, many, many viewers are now my fans on this show.
4: For me, I think Tucker Carlson, why he was important, you didn't have anybody on the right that would go all the way. I mean, just outright call people what they are. In this speech right here, Ben Shapiro won't go here. I really respect Ben Shapiro. He's a smarter guy than I'll ever be. And, and fucking Matt Walsh, all the guys at Daily Wire, they're great. But nobody can articulate on a national platform what the left is doing. And the thing about the election... I disagree with he was one of the key players in questioning the election. I, I was watching during then. He wasn't questioning the election. He was questioning like most of us did, even if you wanted Biden. 81 million votes was kind of fucking bullshit. It was definitely something was off for a guy who was in his basement. In, his, in my opinion, the J6 is what got him fired didn't want him to air that stuff and he did and there's no way you can look at those videos undoctored they played the video it you, you can't deep fake this shit the guy wasn't bludgeoning with the fire extinguisher was seen walking around post bullhorn dude was escorted and holly didn't run out So those are three key things the January 6th committee was lying about. And anybody with some common sense, I'm not mega, I thought January 6th was horrible, but to use it as a platform for re-election still, and the way the left is manipulating it, wow. We had months. I mean, Here's the goodbye to Lemon. I don't argue with the hundreds. Here's just a short stipend of what Lemon said on TV. What do, they,
16: what do we have to lose? What do African-Americans have to lose? The president proposed budget slashes funding. Um... Let's see, for federal agencies that assist the poor, urban areas, including many African-Americans, Department of Housing and Urban Development down 13.2 percent, Department of Education down 13.5 percent, Department of Health and Human Services down 16.2 percent. So it seems like some African-Americans are losing a lot. Am I wrong, Paris? Well, yes, Don, I think you are wrong, because if you look at the 13.5 percent cut that you mentioned for the Department of Education, what we do know in a time that uh, a lot of cuts happened across the board, across the federal government, because the president said in campaign that he was going to do that. What we did not see were any cuts to HBCU, the 492.
6: The word on the street is that you guys aren't allowed to be liberal anymore. Is that, is that the case? I don't think we ever were liberal. What? Yes.
16: I'm not a political person. I'm a person who lives in reality. I'm a journalist. We have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is White men and we have to start doing something about them. There is no white guy ban. So what do we do about that? A woman is considered to be in her prime in her twenties and thirties and maybe forties. What do you that's not, acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. If you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. It Three. says it right in the name, Antifa, anti fascism, which is what they were there. Um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There is some violence. Right now, our democracy is in danger, and it's because of one party, and that's the Republican Party. The only party now that is operating in reality is the Democratic Party. Open your eyes, America. Open your eyes. We are teetering on a dictatorship. They are America's first couple. The closest thing that we have to royalty: President Barack Obama and the First Lady Michelle Obama. Just objectively speaking, I was like, oh my gosh. Nancy Pelosi is a boss and let's not forget if anyone is judging this I'm not judging this our country was started because this is how the Boston Tea Party rioting for this very moment that just happened in front of our eyes why were we pretending otherwise open your eyes America open your eyes we are teetering on a dictatorship we are. Te- this is chaos. Has the president? I, I'm listening. Is the president declaring war on Americans? What is happening here? He's saying he wants to protect. He wants to protect peaceful protesters. At the same time, sending law enforcement and military into the streets to push peaceful protesters back, to be aggressive with peaceful protesters. He is doing the exact opposite of what he said in that speech. I think the president is playing a very, very dangerous game here. There are a lot of Americans who are out on these streets who are upset, who are frustrated, who are angry. Again, I am not condoning violence at at all. And I hope that they remain peaceful, but but I hope that they stand up and fight for their rights to peacefully protest in this country. But he's playing a very dangerous game because this will backfire. People are upset and they're angry. These people, as I have been saying as well, they feel like they are occupied in their own communities by police departments, many of them militarized police departments. Now the entire country, according to his orders, we are living under a militarized country, or we will be soon. um, this is a very unusual and unprecedented time for our country. As I came on the air tonight with, with you at 9 p.m. Eastern time, as I said to you, there are 40 million Americans tonight who are out of work. There are more than 100,000 Americans who have lost their lives to COVID-19. There are people who are upset about the death millions of Americans and people around the world about the seeing the death of a man uh, at the hands of a police officer uh, on videotape. And we don't know what's happening in this country right now. Perhaps this is uh, some sort of mechanism for a restructure in our country or for some sort of change in our country For us to deal with whatever we need to deal with in this country, I'm at a loss for words. As a person who is sitting here guiding you through this, I really don't know what to say at this moment except for this is America. This is where our country, this is what it has come to right now. And I am wondering who is going to step into the void and and call for some calm and try to pull us all together instead of dividing us. This is a deep division that is in our country. And you're looking at all different demographics on the left hand of your screen going into that store and taking things out. I haven't seen this since since Rodney C- King, to be frank with you. And no one condones what's happening in, in the, these in this video or in these live pictures that are coming into coming into us from Los Angeles. This is actually quite sad to watch. And it is an indication indicative of the pain and the sadness in this country of people who feel that they have no other alternative but to exhibit this behavior in our country. No other option. When you have nothing to lose, you have nothing to lose. No call for calm. Americans coming together. We are all one. Not that I have heard of. I sure would like to hear that. I sure would like to hear that we are all Americans and we we all need to stick together. We all need to come together. Because if we can't live together as Americans, then What do we have? Do we even have a country anymore? This is unbelievable what is happening here. Unbelievable. When did this country get out of control? When did we lose control of this country? When did we cease to be a country, a group of people who wanted to at least live together in spite of the differences. Because of our differences. Isn't that the whole reason for the thing? That we are here because we want, because we are different? That we're we're supposed to try this grand experiment And let's not forget, if anyone is judging this, I'm not judging this. I'm just wondering what is going on, because we were supposed to figure out this experiment a long time ago. Our country was started because this is how the Boston Tea Party rioting. So don't do not get it twisted and think that, oh, this is some something that has not never happened before and then this is so terrible and where are we and these savages and all of that this is how this country was started but we thought that we had at least figured it out and gotten beyond that where we could live together in some sort of democracy but this is not democracy this is not democracy this is quite frankly anarchy and so far silence I would love to hear from some Republican leaders, call, please call in and talk to me. I want, I want to hear what you have to say about this. I really do. And I want to hear a message of hope. What do we do? I am a cable news anchor and I am trying to figure out what we do. I cannot be the only person, the only voice who are calling for people to come together and to call, who's calling for peace. Look at this. Are you watching, America? Are you watching? Do you see this? Can you please help me? Can you?
4: The time is. His coverage during Floyd says everything about the media. That's who they are. They will justify violence towards you and I because we're garbage humans. We're just we're garbage. And they're part of this. And I just want to listen. We're just gonna play a little bit of this. But this, this is why Tucker Carlson was important in the media landscape for
14: things like this. It would be, be time to start to reassess, to reassess the,
15: the terms, terms we, we use to describe, to describe what we're watching. watching. So when, so when, when I started, started in Heritage, the presumption, the presumption was, was, and this is a very, very Anglo-American, Anglo-American assumption, assumption, that the debates were, we're, having we're having are kind of rational debates about the way to get to mutually, get mutually agreed upon outcomes. outcomes. Right, So, so like we all want the country to be more prosperous, prosperous and free and, and people to be less oppressed or, or whatever. Or whatever. So, we're so we're going to argue about tax rates and then the higher tax gets, gets us there Keynesian, mean, you disagree, or are whatever. But, but the, the objective is the same. And so, so we, we write, write our papers and they write their papers and they make the best papers
2: win. I don't think that's what we're watching now at all. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to
15: get to the best outcome. I think that's completely wrong. And, and I've come, come to this conclusion, not, and, not, and I, I should say, yes, I'm going to so don't take any theological advice from me, because I don't have I any.
11: Have I grew up in the foul, shallowest, shallowest faith tradition that's, tradition that's ever, ever been invented.
15: invented. It's, it's not even a true I say with, say with shame. shame. But I'm just saying this is an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you, if you have, have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate, castrate the next, next generation. generation, what's, what's sexually
2: illate children? children? Sorry, that's not a political debate.
15: debate. What? That's all do with politics. What's, what's the outcome we're desiring, desiring here? here? An, an, an androgynous, androgynous population? population? Is that really, is that really way we way are, are you aware of that?
13: No, no I, I, don't
15: I, I don't think, think anyone, anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. But the weight of the government and a lot of interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, you say well, well, you know, no, I think abortion, abortion is always, always bad. bad. Well, I think well, I sometimes, sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate, debate I'm familiar, familiar with. with. But, but if you're, but you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, good what are you saying? You well, say? well, you're arguing like, for, you're for you're child, child sacrifice. sacrifice. Obviously. obviously. It's, not
10: it's not about, like, like oh, a teen, oh, a teen girl gets pregnant, and what do we do about that, and victims are great.
4: What in that statement isn't 100% true? And I know, I mean... He covered subjects that his network didn't want to cover. There is background that maybe he had some issues and there was some sexist stuff going on. And, you know, I don't don't know. I don't know about all those things. But from my perspective, uh, just a non-mega independent motherfucker in the basement, AOC and the left go on a crusade to get Fox canceled prior to an election. And it happens. They just canceled Fox. Fox is off the board. There's nobody there that will cover the stories that we need covered. So, they won. And... I mean, Tucker Carlson got fired, and The View, who said this this week, you you can't cancel him.
10: I honestly think um, certainly we know that America is the only country in the world that has more guns than people and those guns are owned by about 30% of the population, um, three, 3% of the population mm-hmm. and largely they're men and they're largely white men. And I think what you are seeing um, happening is that people are being radicalized by Fox News, they're being radicalized by other right-wing media, and they're being taught to fear people that that don't look like them.
4: I am really sorry. I'm having mic problems, and I don't know what the hell happened, so I went and restarted the computer, and I think it has something to do with this interface here. It's not working, but what you said was complete garbage. You're talking... Out your ass. It's not white supremacy. For fuck's sake, liberals, gays, everybody armed themselves after Floyd because you started freaking revolving door equity. Criminology. I mean, career criminals can do whatever the fuck they want. And most of our crime is black on black killing each other. So of course you project. I mean, in this intro to really get into propaganda, Here are all, PBS, long segment, another network. He is so scandal-free. CBS, NBC, everybody's starting to notice. Hey, Blinken asked for an article. It was a lie, and the laptop is real.
5: Uh, President Biden's allies say the fact that he's facing only token primary opposition from author Marianne Williamson and anti-vaccine activist uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.,
0: Really is a show of strength for him.
5: Oh, for sure. I mean, there's, in the polling, there's still a lot of Democrats who think he should not run, but that's mostly an age issue, not an ideology issue. Uh, but the, the midterm election sort of silenced all that. And he's been looking strong. We give a strong state of the union. There hasn't been any obvious gaffes, big scandals, or anything like that. And so there's nothing, or even ideologically, I'd say over the two years so far, two and a bit, that he's pretty well massaged the center-left fights that happen in the Democratic Party by doing things that some people the centrist like and some things that people on the left like. And so there's no natural home for an opposition candidate. Uh, and everyone's united by Donald Trump. And so, you know, I, I think what's interesting about him, he's been sounding pretty candidate-y for six months now. Like he's been <laughs> talking like, I really want to go after Trump, and he's been doing it. Uh, you know, I think what has to concern the White House a little is they've had Improving inflation, a lot of good domestic policy uh, uh, achievements. Uh, Republicans have staked out some pretty extreme ground, a lot of issues. And if you look at the polls, it's still reasonably close. His approvals are still in the 46s. And it could be that we're just in an extremely partisan, divided country, an extremely (laughs) cynical country, where on the national level, nobody, and this is global, No national leader gets popular anymore. Hmm. No national leader gets to 55 because there's so much cynicism. In
17: our last minute or so, Heather, Republicans, we know what they've been trying to do. They have been trying to really knock down Biden through their investigations. Um, Have they landed punches yet? How do we see that going?
7: You know, that's a good question. I think you talk to a lot of Republicans on the House side. They have launched a barrage of investigations. They've they've tweeted something this week. They've sent hundreds of letters so far, just in the first three or four months of having the majority. But have they really landed a punch so far? I don't think so. I think part of it is they're still very early, part of it is the administration is not really cooperating with them. And part of it is it's so disparate right now. There's not really a common narrative yet of here's corruption here or here's this, right? So as, as it goes on, we could see something. But right now, it's just a lot of spaghetti being thrown at the wall.
17: CBS interviewed earlier this week uh, an attorney for an IRS agent who is seeking whistleblower status from Congress to share information he says would contradict sworn testimony to Congress by a senior political appointee regarding the investigation into Hunter Biden. Do you think it's worth looking into the possibility of undue influence here?
9: Uh, Look, anyone who comes forward and seeks whistleblower protection status um, should be given that status. Uh, That's part of what... Uh, We've put in place over many years a system that allows um, career uh, folks who work in different federal agencies the chance to uh, blow the whistle and testify if they see something wrong. Uh, I'll remind you, nothing's been presented yet. Uh, This person hasn't come forward in any detail. Uh, If and when they do, if there's any substance to it, um, I expect that the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Dick Durbin, and the ranking member um, will ensure that they are fairly and appropriately treated.
17: Are you confident in the conduct of Attorney General Merrick Garland when it comes to this case?
9: I am. Um, Look, President Biden, from um, the days he was campaigning to his first days as president, made it clear uh, that he thought restoring the independence of the Department of Justice.
4: Okay, looks like we got that fixed for now. Very odd, man. I've, uh... hmm. I haven't checked the mic in a while. I've been checking the podcast. It hasn't been going crazy. That's just fucking weird. I apologize, but um this this is the, this is the landscape with Hillary they covered. Obama they covered. They even ended up rewriting history that he had no scandals whatsoever. It's just what they do. And in you know, we're we're heading in to An election season. So I have, my God, I I could do whole shows on just propaganda. Um, Brian Seltzer, once again, a fired, discredited, lying piece of fucking shit who had such low viewership He was shit-canned right off the bat when CNN tried to rehabilitate themselves, which, you know, this next couple days, I guess they'll get good viewership because people will all be going, hey, you know, Tucker Carlson, I want to see them dog Tucker Carlson. But he's doing these uh, declining trust in media journalism safety issues. And here is just a taste of the things he's talking about And tell me this doesn't sound like fascism. The cratering of trust in the media is related to the fact that we are all members of the media now, says Brian Seltzer. We need to pre-bunk. We need to anticipate what misinformation and lies are going to be coming our way. We need to publicize the harassment we receive, pre-bunking misinformation, prosecute the people who harass us. Let's make sure our voices are louder than the misinformers and harassers. It's important to draw a difference between criticism and media dehumanization. We need to help folks know the difference between reporters and repeaters. Siri Hirjam, the people who cry the most about protecting the First Amendment for journalists are squints crying about the First Amendment protection for us. Prosecute the people who harass us. It's what Twitter was. They run so much misinformation themselves that there's this whole thing about san francisco and how it's not really bad but here's our speak and say and hopefully it's going to work three articles this week about san francisco is great three articles everything's fantastic
2: Bring
6: in Katie, Katie Pavlich, editor of
0: townhall.com
6: and a Fox, Fox News contributor. contributor. Take a look at those pictures, yeah. aisle after aisle, at in a Target, a Target store, store, the cosmetics section, section of the, of the, the store, the behind key, lock and key. Yeah. There's, something there's something very dystopian. ABOUT
8: ALL OF THIS. THIS this, this is, IS NOT THE AMERICA, America THAT we, WE ALL KNOW AND LOVE. IT'S, it's, it's no, NO WAY TO LIVE. live AND IT'S, it's important, IMPORTANT TO TAKE A, take a LOOK AT look HOW SAN FRANCISCO GOT TO this STATE. I MEAN, THREE YEARS AGO, THE MAYOR, MAYOR, the mayor London, LONDON BREED, WAS CALLING, was calling TO, to DEFUND the, THE POLICE. THEY, they, they THEN DID THAT. that THEY STARTED SENDING SOCIAL WORKERS TO A NUMBER OF WHAT THEY WOULD CALL non, NON-VIOLENT CALLS, WHICH INCLUDES sh- uh, SHOPLIFTING. AND THIS IS THE RESULT. NOW, FAST FORWARD, uh, A MONTH AGO, LONDON BREED, THE MAYOR, WROTE A LETTER TO THE U.S. ATTORNEY desperate, saying that there are a number of open air drug markets, crime is completely out of control. We need help. And now they have what What, one one of the the San Francisco Francisco, uh, supervisors is calling potentially potentially catastrophic catastrophic shortage of police. police. Well, this This is is the the consequence of the the actions actions that that they they took.
4: So you see there, they're literally putting everything under lock and key. But it's misinformation to say, "Hey, you know, this is all wrong. This is just so wrong. You, you can't say these things." Then, then you get into the big issues. Here are four sound bites on abortion, saying that it's safer than pregnancy. Pregnancy kills more people. Just outright
7: lies. It underscored that this isn't just a Fundamental freedoms question, but it is a authority of the FDA and how that could dysregulate business in front of the FDA question. I think that was helpful. But more importantly, you know, this court is going through a significant legitimacy crisis. You know, the approvals for this court are the lowest they've ever been. This is coming, this decision, in the wake of multiple ethics challenges and scandals involving Clarence Thomas, uh, a Senate judiciary hearing announced where they've asked Chief Justice John Roberts to show up in the Senate. So I don't know, Joyce is the expert, but I don't know that you can decouple the politics from this extremist court. And it's so important that so many of our organizations are now mobilizing around court reform. Um, You've seen some announcements in the last few weeks of our organizations coming together to take this campaign to the American voters and get ready for a 2024 where the court is definitely on the ballot and how Congress treats the court and regulates the court is definitely a top priority for American voters.
19: Let's bring in CNN senior medical correspondent Elizabeth Cohen now. So you've been talking with doctors uh, in states that allow abortion and uh, they're obviously pleased with the ruling from last night.
18: Victor, they certainly are relieved is the word that they use. So let's divide the country into two, states that allow abortion and states that prohibit it. In states that prohibit abortion, they haven't been able to really use these mefipristone anyhow. It's illegal to prescribe it in those states. So this doesn't really change much for them. But in states where abortion is allowed, those doctors were dreading the thought that they couldn't use mifepristone. So let's take a look at why. 53% of abortions in the United States are with uh, pills, mefipristone and another one called misoprostol. So if they had to stop using mifepristone, that would really, really be a problem. They said that they would just wouldn't be able to give uh, the women who needed care the right care. And let's take a look at how safe mifepristone is. It's been used for 20 years. It has an excellent safety profile. Millions of American women have used it. In fact, if you're going to look at
8: deadly side effects, penicillin, way more deadly. But the data shows us that a woman is 14 times more likely to die by carrying a pregnancy to term than by having an abortion. We know this. The Supreme Court recognized that in that decision. We know through data that's posted online by the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, that we rank about 55th in the world in terms of maternal mortality. We know that in the state of Mississippi, if you're a black woman, you're 118 times more likely to die by carrying a pregnancy to term than by having and abortion, and as the Mississippi's Department of Health shows, if you're a black woman, you count for 80% of cardiac deaths during pregnancy, even though black women don't make up 80% of the female population in that state. So we know that this is a deadly proposition across the country. We know that the U.S. is the most dangerous place in all of the industrialized world to be pregnant. And we also know that it doesn't get better when these happen to be children. So when we see lawmakers imposing these restrictions, making no exceptions for cases of rape or incest, that they are committing children essentially to a potential death sentence. It's not as if children do better being pregnant at nine and ten or eleven years old. And we see out of the state of Ohio, one of the states making it, trying to make it more difficult in order to be able to pass a ballot initiative, that's the state where a 10-year-old girl had to escape to get to Indiana in order to terminate a pregnancy. The Supreme Court said
9: last night that the abortion medication Mifepristone will remain available while the challenge to a lower court order that it be taken off the market works its way through the legal system. This latest chapter in the legal fight over abortion access comes as researchers are examining the vast amount of online misinformation and disinformation about abortion. Jenna Sherman is with Medan Digital Health Lab, a technology nonprofit that works to strengthen journalism and digital literacy. She's also a researcher at Harvard's T.H. Chan School of Public Health. Jenna, I know that at Medan, you recently looked at what happened with online misinformation and disinformation around last year's leak of bo- uh, both the leak of the draft Supreme Court opinion and then when the actual opinion came out overturning Roe? What, what did you find?
13: Yes, thanks so much, John. Yeah, so we wanted to understand how the actual volume of mis and disinformation changed about abortion online. So we went through hundreds of tweets from before the leak and the decision and then after the leak and decision. And what we found is that the percentage of tweets containing misinformation stayed the same. You might be thinking, well, if it stayed the same, that's not very significant. But what's important to keep in mind here is that the noise around abortion online was extraordinarily high. So the percentage staying the same actually indicated that the volume of misinformation skyrocketed following both the leak and the decision, and then quickly fell within a few days, already making an impact and already causing harm, most likely
9: did you see the same thing you know B- mifepristone's been in the headlines for the last two weeks since that ruling in texas have you seen the same thing
13: absolutely john we have been seeing the same thing we predicted that mis- and disinformation around medication abortion would increase after originally the leak and then the decision because it really has become the new battlefront for anti-abortion activists in their fight against abortion to end all forms of abortion
4: It goes back to the Tucker speech. I mean, this is their thing. They fucking love it. How about this? Every time it is a white supremacist or it is a white person of right-leaning persuasion, they release it. They still won't release the The manifesto. Then you have the article about um, the border crisis. On April 12th, NBC and Noticia Telemundo reported the Packers Sanitation Service Incorporated hired hire a 16-year-old migrant to work at a meat processing plant, even though federal law prohibits employing minors at such facilities. But days later, PPSSI sent NBC a taped interview in which the migrant stated that he was not a minor. When confronted about his discrepancy, the migrant said, it would be hard for me to explain. Subsequently, NBC obtained documentation saying he was Guatemalan and he's 21 years old. Presenting a minor at the border made it easier for Pedro to enter the country under current U.S. immigration policies. The U.S. government issued him documentation based on that false information. He spent three months in a health and human service shelter in Kansas as a minor, which shows the conundrum about all of this. They don't fucking have documentation we don't know anything about these goddamn people we don't even know they're they don't even we don't even know if they literally have immunizations we're getting measles outbreaks another article which i guess i didn't get the slide 10 myths told by COVID experts all that was a lie politico And most of the media have gone after Clarence Thomas. Now they're going after Gorsuch trying to de-legitimize the um, freaking court. You have this bullshit from the New York Times. Gun idolatry is destroying the case for guns. We lose another embassy and they run articles. Well, what really happens to people when the fucking embassy has to be taken out would that be the way you'd cover it if it was Trump I mean seriously then we have this little gem um hopefully I still kept it where it was supposed to be yeah we're going to play this together there's Hamilton 68 we covered briefly this video is of msnbc over 200 times russia using russia and it was McCarthy publicly
6: charges, charges that the United, United States, States is invested, invested with foreign, foreign forces,
17: forces at work in our politics. And he says that he has a list of 600 Twitter accounts that appear to be linked to the Russian government. That's a lie. These Kremlin-linked accounts. These Kremlin-linked accounts. These Kremlin-linked accounts. Russian-linked accounts. Kremlin-linked accounts. A foreign influence. Kremlin-oriented Twitter accounts. Kremlin-linked Twitter accounts. Russian-linked Twitter accounts. Russian-linked Twitter accounts. Personating impersonating
14: Americans. They are every day playing
0: on social media. There's a website called Hamilton68 that measures it. This Russian influence
12: army pounce. Bots I'm, I'm going to run it
4: forward. Just watch this. It's all fake. Every one of them was fake.
17: Okay, well, let me go, Data
0: collected by Hamilton 68. Hamilton uh, 68 attracts Russia-linked accounts, and they tell us every day which hashtags are trending by this Russian propaganda operation. Traded by Russians. McCarthy gun an investigation of reported 600 Russia-linked accounts. McCarthy had interrogated.
19: Hmm.
4: What the fuck everything is propaganda everything is propaganda this is the soundbite I was talking about and where the fuck is it hold one what did I link it under I gotta find it because now it's filed. Here we go. Listen to this.
18: You can see it and they want to undo the IRA and and the climate crisis uh, that we were able to help avoid and build resiliency through that bill.
4: Once again, that was supposed to be, they said, a reduction act. Inflation Reduction Act. But instead it was a green energy. Article this week everywhere. I feed my daughter crickets. Crickets. Because that's what they want us. That's what they want people to eat. And there's people doing it. Which is just fucking insane man. It's just all fucking insane. Which takes us into our trans-fascism. I am Elise. I am six.
19: I'm a city child. I live at the Plaza Hotel, which is huge and wonderful, and trace and especially at Christmas time.
8: Hey, Blue! Look at all these families! Hi, families! It's time for a pride
18: parade! Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. Every death is a tragedy, y'all, it's seven lives.
17: Off with something I saw today, and I just
0: I have to talk about it. Okay, so last month Bud Light did a social media campaign with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney, and conservatives absolutely lost their shit over it. They were filming themselves shooting cans, running over cans, hitting cans with a baseball bat. It was like a Saw movie, but starring Bud Light. But now their meltdown has even its own merch. America presents Real Women of Politics. Real Women of Politics.
17: Real Women don't have to fake it.
0: Real Women. Doing Real Things.
17: What lawmakers are actually doing in other states. These folks are concerned about the rise in bills targeting transgender people, limiting their rights, their access to health care. Organizers of this rally say they feel that Colorado is a refuge for trans people, but they're also worried about what's happening across state lines.
13: So this is to stand in solidarity with the rest of the country. You know, we see, we feel safe here, but we have to stay in solidarity with the trans community everywhere.
17: The ACLU is tracking more than 450 anti-LGBTQ bills in state legislatures across the country. The ACLU only counts one such bill in Colorado, a bill that would limit the sports that trans athletes can participate in.
7: Imagine being trans and trying to go get your medication. I literally walk up there. The the lady on the phone is like, oh, can I have your last name? And so I give it to her. She's like, oh, okay, I'll meet you out there and I'll give you your prescription, right? So I'm waiting, and she comes out, and then she says, oh, is this fur? And then she says my dad' name. And I'm like, my name is Rylan. And she just looks at me, and then she puts the medication on the table and shuts the door and locks it behind her.
3: You know, one of the reasons why cis people think they're real or natural or the default is because they've fallen into the trap of the myth of white supremacy yup they're connected so if you think things like trans women aren't women or if you call people trans but then refuse to call yourself cis if you're cis that means that you have been influenced by one of the original influencers the siblings the twin siblings of colonialism and the myth of white supremacy and those twin influencer siblings get paid by capitalism To influence. They have literally influenced you to believe that there is a version of a man and a woman that is more human than all the other versions. Sound familiar? Yep. White dominant culture, colonialism, capitalism, they've been working real hard on us. Remember, just like with any influencer trend that is toxic, we don't have to believe it, and we don't have to follow it. And in fact, we can even point out the ludicrousness and make it completely obsolete.
7: I'm non-binary gender fluid, right? and within that technically by the definition standards i am trans right however i'm not always like trans you know like i'm not always like i am trans but sometimes i am like i am trans and you know what i realize? it is this you know what i realized it it is literally it's that like literally by being oh
8: cool that trunk opens like a door
7: okay so
4: here we are With the usual cast of characters, some media making fun of it, uh, all these protests for a couple dozen people, but it gets aired, but, you know, pro-gun, anti-border, you know, no local channel's doing that. They're just not doing it. And reports of this, number one, affirming students' gender identity without telling the parents that shit's happening again. And a lot of Moms for Liberty attacks. CBS, activists of 37 states have challenged school districts for offering nonfiction, fiction books that discuss race and racism, slavery, sex, and gender identity. Martha Tisher talks with Tiffany Justice and Tina Doshkovich, founders of Moms for Liberty. How dare these parents try to stop pornography? Because I want to make sure we understand this is the book ban. This is what we're book banning. That's it. That's a book ban. But here are two sound bites I found in the media this week. They're going to ruin these women.
8: The book Gender Queer was in our school libraries. Had Moms for Liberty not brought that book to your attention, it might still be there. Launched
11: in 2021, the group now claims 275 chapters in 45 states with 115,000 members and counting.
1: Never bet against a mom. I mean, nobody's going to defend anything like a mom is going to defend their child.
11: Tiffany Justice and Tina Deskovich, both former Florida School Board members, founded Moms for Liberty.
3: We're joyful warriors. Joyful warriors.
11: Their aim? To play hardball with a smile.
14: We are organized, we are angry, and we know our rights.
11: Enjoy the time you have left.
1: We want people who are serving in elected office that respect the role of the parent in a child's life. So in 2022, our chapter's
0: endorsed in over 500 school board races across the country, and they won 275
11: seats. What kinds of books do you want in schools, in libraries?
17: Books that
1: educate children.
11: That's a generalization that- that... Books that
1: don't have pornography in them. Let's start there. Let's just put the bar really, really low. Books that don't have incest, pedophilia, rape- Stop it! It's,
14: I mean, talk about Orwellian, you know, like calling this organization Moms for Liberty when it's actually for suppression is uh, about as basic as you could find in 1984, which I think is listed as a young adult novel still and probably
11: has been banned in lots of places. Cartoonist Art Spiegelman has been speaking out ever since the McMinn County, Tennessee School Board voted unanimously last year to ban Mouse, his Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel about the Holocaust, citing violence, profanity, and because of this image, nudity.
14: I think it's possible for an adult to say, I don't want my kid reading that book in class, but to forbid- this shit is real. It's not made
4: up. It's not fabricated. This is happening. And once again I want to apologize for the mic. It's still pissing me off. It's half the podcast with static and I don't understand what the hell was going on. It was something to do with the video thing, but understand we everything about this trans shit is manufactured. Here's Dylan. <laughs> that's that's dylan again we have dylan pre is coming everywhere what we see is just an act but in hollywood and i like this guy i know he's a libtard but here's kevin bacon drag
9: Drag is an art and drag is a right Drag is a centuries-old art form of creativity, expression, and self-exploration. It's an opportunity to educate through entertainment, and it's not dangerous. At Six Degrees, we believe in amplifying the voices of those that are experiencing injustice. So join us in supporting the ACLU Drag Defense Fund by shopping our bonfire campaign or making a gift. Designed by the amazing Mason K, Kira and I are honored to support this important fund and we welcome you to do the same.
4: No, I won't be joining you. Sorry, it, is, it, it may be an art form and there's nothing wrong with it for adults. The problem is it's kids. We have the Diva Power List coming out. And uh, as you can guess, dudes. Monroe Bergdorf. This whole list has more dudes than they have women because that's where we are in this world. The Post Millennial Reports. Matt Walsh as top enemy equates bans on child sex changes to racism. W. Path, the president of the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, has penned a letter in which a celebrity gender surgeon compares bans on experimental child sex changes to racial discrimination and claims that nature lacks a definitive answer to the question of what a woman is. But wait, there's more. To conclude the message, Bowers takes aim at Matt Walsh, 2022 documentary, What is a Woman? Calling the film the trite and condescending Bowers and trans-identified male criticized Walsh for leaving out the answer to the question as though the answer was obvious. What was cut from the piece was reality, says Bowers, seemingly without a hint of irony, before going on to claim that nature lacks a definitive answer for the question, which is bullshit. You have articles like this everywhere now. My husband transitioned. What should I do? Well, unless you're a lesbian, get rid of them. And then you literally get into the beans and bullets of everything that's happening on this crazy fad. Here is American Psychological Association. as transgender mental disorder. A psychological state is considered a mental disorder only if it causes significant distress or disability. Many transgender people do not experience their gender as distressing or disabling, which implies that identity and transgender does not constitute a mental disorder. For those individuals, a significant problem is finding affordable resources, such as counseling and medical procedures. There are groups making lists of transphobes. I checked. I didn't make it. I've been banned twice for answering the question, but I didn't make it. And then we come into what is really happening behind the scenes, and nobody will report it because it goes against the agenda. I was a week away from getting castrated, the first surgical step before sexual reassignment surgery, when two post-operative transgenders told me, "Don't do it." One said, "All my life I thought I could get, could just be a girl, then I would find peace, joy, and happiness." But I'm technically and medically a girl now, and I'm more miserable now than ever before. I think of taking my life daily. That's the hormones. The other said, I think of taking my life many times a day, every day, you do not want to like be like me, don't do it. So I didn't go through the surgical procedure, but it reminded me on wrong sex hormones for many years to follow. Every single trans person I know is suffering many com- comorbidities and underlying issues. There is no peace, no con- contentment, and no happiness or joy because nobody can ever reach that goal. Everyone that knew me believed I was happy, content, secure, in being my true self as Paige, the girl I was meant to be. But none of them had a clue I was miserable, depressed, and self-hating and suicidal. I had them all full. I was full of rage for anyone for that disagreed with me. Gender dysphoria, my definition, means D-Y-S, an abnormal condition, phoria, mental confusion. I suffer from an abnormal condition of mental confusion. I need to escape that reality so so I could clear clearly. This is a mental disorder. Why is everyone encouraging, promoting, or celebrating mental disorders as serious deviant behaviors as pedophilia? This is insane. trans teen died from vagoplasty complication during landmark Dutch study used to justify child sex. A 2016 medical article documenting the tragic death of one of the participants in a linchpin Dutch study upon which the entire child sex change experiment is based in the case of puberty suppression was to blame for the young person's death. The case is that an 18-year-old trans identified male whose puberty was blocked by a Dutch researcher at a very early stage, meaning there wasn't enough penile tissue for surgeons to use or create a Neoba vagina. Therefore, a more risky procedure using a section of the patient's bowel was necessary, which would result in fatal necrotizing facilitus. Major complications began 24 hours after surgery and necrotizing fasciitis was confirmed days that followed. Despite large doses of antibiotics and repeated removal of dead or infected tissue, the previously healthy patient went into multiple organ failures and died. Once again, after this harrowing account of a young person's needless death, the researchers assured the reader that vaginal reconstruction was a positive influence on a good quality of life. Everywhere you could shake your dick, your real dick, you'll see articles like this. Everywhere you can shake your vagina, you'll see that people are boycotting all these things they're going through. We have gone so far in this. I saw this on Gutfeld last night. And they're so scared of the trans stuff And that a woman's not a woman. They don't want to stigmatize people by having Mother's Day cards. This, I've cut it down just to four this week. Local papers, look at that picture. The Transgender Children Crusade, with its vision of autonomous young people in touch with their innermost desires, gender identity negates all we know about growing up. And it covers the Jazz Kid. I'm going to save it for the next episode because I want to read it. And when I did, it's sad. The faith aspect. This article's heartbreaking. The religious, they just don't know what to, they just don't know what to do. And sadly, here we are with the statistics. They just keep piling up 20% of Gen Z being preyed on by the left to facilitate winning abortions or elections. It's just tough. So, going to do our uh first this is America live since I'm getting this now to work without problems. This was happening while we were freaking out about Tucker.
8: I want to give you the opportunity to respond to a former White House stenographer who this month outed you as a anonymous senior administration official who briefed reporters on Air Force Two en route to Ukraine in 2014. Um, he says that you spoke about giving aid to the Ukrainian national gas industry just days after the first or the second son had uh, secretly joined the board of a uh, Ukrainian gas company. He says he considers you part of a corrupt influence peddling conspiracy. He wants to testify to a Delaware grand jury about it. Uh, do you have a response to that? And were you part of a corrupt influence peddling operation involving the Biden family in Ukraine or any other country? No.
12: You say the U.S. is temporarily pulled out of Sudan. Uh, and will return when it's safe to do so. Who is responsible for the safety and the security in the U.S. Embassy right now? And curious if you'd respond to the charges over the weekend that, in essence, the Biden administration now has lost two U.S. embassies during the President's term. And then I've got another on Labra. if you don't mind. Go ahead.
9: Well, so first, what I would say about the, the question of security at the embassy compound outside Khartoum is that I don't want to get into specifics on how it is that we are uh, taking steps to ensure its continued security. I'm not sure what you mean by a charge about quote-unquote losing embassies. The, uh, the broader diplomatic community, including the entire United Nations community in Khartoum uh, has closed down. This happens from time to time, and I mean, if, if you look, you look back, back, back over, the, over course the course of months, months and years. years you
4: they never, ever take responsibility for anything. They never have to take responsibility for anything. They're allowed to just never be specific. It's either a court case they don't want to touch. It's talk to a different department. Their foreign policy is garbage. But our major This is America is the J6 stuff. I'm going to play it. About eight minutes. This is what we lose when we lose Tucker Carlson.
0: This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now.
3: This is America. In- reporting.
15: With that, here is the video doesn't answer every question from January 6th. Far from it. But it does prove beyond doubt that Democrats in Congress, assisted by Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, lied about what happened that day. They are liars. That is conclusive. And that fact should prevent them from ever being taken seriously again. We're going to get inside with footage that shows you what was actually happening inside the Capitol. The footage does not show an insurrection or a riot in progress. Instead, it shows police escorting protesters through the building, including the now infamous QAnon shaman. Watch. These are the pictures you've seen of January 6th. They're familiar because they've been playing on a loop on every media outlet in America for the last two years. There's a reason for that. But it turns out there's quite a bit of video you haven't seen. And that video tells a very different story about what happened on January 6th. More than 40,000 hours of surveillance footage from in and around the Capitol have been withheld from the public. And once you see the video, you'll understand why. Taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. In fact, it demolishes that claim. And that's exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media prevented you from seeing it. By controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, they controlled how the public understood that day. They could lie about what happened, and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents of the Uniparty in Washington.
17: Our office wants to ensure that there was shock and awe that we could charge as many
15: people as possible. The first thing you notice from viewing the full video record of January 6th is just how many people entered the Capitol building that day. Hundreds and hundreds of people, possibly thousands, over the course of about two hours. The crowd was enormous. A small percentage of them were hooligans. They committed vandalism. You've seen their pictures again and again. But the overwhelming majority weren't. They were peaceful. They were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. Protesters queue up in neat little lines. They give each other tours outside the speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. They're there because they believe the election was stolen from them. They believe in the system. Here's the man you've heard referred to as the QAnon shaman outside the Senate chamber. These are not rioters. These are people who wandered over from a political rally.
0: We will not let them silence your voices.
15: After the rally, they walked down Pennsylvania Avenue, where organizers had secured a federal permit to hold a legal rally on the grounds of the Capitol.
0: I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully
15: and patriotically make your voices heard. Once at the Capitol building, things began to get chaotic. Capitol police officers fired tear gas into the crowd. A few at the front of the herd broke windows. Someone opened the doors, and many hundreds of others just walked in.
11: we are going to make that the
15: story. Of course, they did make it the story. And at the center of it, the single most famous person arrested that day was a Navy veteran from Arizona called Jacob Chansley, often referred to as the QAnon shaman.
16: The so-called QAnon shaman. QAnon shaman. Someone named Q Shaman.
15: Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th, the indisputable facts recorded on video, some of which has never before been seen, with the depiction of Jacob Chansley that you've seen in the media for more than two years. He's a terrorist, they said, he should be killed. Shoot him.
5: Shoot him. Like, if it, you burst into the United States, head.
9: if he was dressed like bin Laden, would you have shot him?
5: Shoot him,
15: shoot him. It makes you wonder who are the violent extremists here, not Jacob Chansley, and the video proves that. But you would never have known from the media coverage. The people sitting in the chairs need to be sitting in a jail cell. Chansley is in a jail
4: cell. I think the part that bothers me the most is this. We should also also tell you you that that Chuck Chuck Schumer,
15: the Senate majority leader, was joined in this outrage by the Senate minority leader. And that would be a Republican, Mitch McConnell. And they were joined by a cascade of other Republicans. Tom Tillis from North Carolina, Mitt Romney from Utah all sharing the same outrage. And from this, we learn two things. One,
2: you're getting, getting close, close to, a to what really they really care about and, you and you have
9: to, have to, ask, to ask yourself, yourself why. why?
2: That's, that's the
4: part about this that bothers me. Once again, my life goes on without Tucker. I didn't watch him every night because it literally was too fucking depressing. It bothered me bother my ability to sleep. But every time somebody starts putting out information that the establishment doesn't want, they go away. If you think there wasn't a quid pro quo on this with Tucker for Fox to stop being fucked with, come on. Come on. Who put... Dominion up to do the suing. The left, the same people who questioned vote tabulation machines in 2016, had hearings, said our system was broken, it could be hacked. Folks, freedom of speech is the number one building block of our country. But as we go into another election cycle, the same implementation of censorship, manipulation of algorithms, and all the horseshit that we had post 2016 has never stopped. It's still happening. You can't Google and get anti-democratic stuff, as in Democrats. Twitter is still censoring people. YouTube is still blocking things they don't like. Instagram blocks people they don't like. And Fox News just got took off the board. So now there's no dissenting voices out there. They got rid of Newsmax. They got rid of OWN. Any far right thing is gone. And all you have is far left. And it just takes that quick little fast forwarding I did through a 200 and some on implication of Russia, Russia, Russia to show in 2016 they started that post they implemented ways to censor information they rewrote voting laws and we're going into 2024 and nothing's going to change nothing none of this will change it's still the same shit we will still have mass, mail-in ballots without signature or address verification, ballot harvesting, all the things that got a guy in a basement 81 million votes, it'll be 83 million this time. They're going to rig this next election. This was step one. Schumer, Biden administration, AOC, all work to get a voice off the air. And they did it. That's not freedom of speech. All the time on uh, why are these steel people employed? Because you're basing against what happens to conservative voices. They go away. But the left has monopoly monopoly on all forms of media, and they're continually lying smearing, dividing, and they stay on. So it's not about Tucker. It's not about Fox. I only watch Gutfeld. My wife watches The Five. I usually am on my phone during it because I can't stand anybody on there. I gave up on cable news. I just realized it was bad for me. I mean, granted, you're saying you're a hypocrite, you have a whole show, that's all you play. Yeah, I play it here, but I I don't sit and watch cable news. It is the rot that has destroyed the compromise that we used to be known for as a country. It's bad. But the ability for one party to control information do campaigns to ruin people's lives, like those poor moms of liberty, go after the Supreme Court. If you don't see all this as part of the 2024 plan that the indictment of a former president over things that are federal law, but they're doing it at the state level past the time limit you can do it, if you don't think all this is orchestrated and it's part of the plan to once again do 2020 all over again, and I won't put the picture up, the secret cabal that saved democracy. See, these people have said it so much they believe it. They believe they're saving democracy by ripping it to shreds. It's scary times. Understand, if Biden wins, which he will, because the right's going to put up Trump and Trump can't win, he doesn't have the ability to get the moderates over. And I know, even if it's DeSantis, they're still going to cheat. They're still going to call him a Nazi. Folks, four more years of Biden, we're done. That's not lefty shit. I said it in 2020. Look what's happening. Freedom of speech, personal liberties, regulations, things they're doing are affecting you and costing you money. Four more years. We're done. We're just done. I joked about it on Twitter the other day. They will use all the power they need to win. You watch them roll out some kind of National Guard thing or arresting some group and saying they were going to ruin the 2024 election. They had plans to hit voting centers or something. I mean, we've had major electric grids taken down by groups right now. We know nothing about them because they're lefty groups. They know who they are. We had Jane's Revenge all last summer tearing shit up. One person's gone to trial. They'll make it up because they themselves don't trust the democratic process. If you look at Obama, he was going to win, but he believed, like his wife did, that every person in America is a racist piece of shit and there was no way he was going to get reelected. So then they used the IRS to suppress people. That's child's play compared to what we're doing now. We have outright man- manipulation, psyops plan, fucking propaganda on every subject daily. I mean... It, It's all coordinated because they own the media. Them and the media just keep these little fucking things rolling, ultra mega, super mega, uber mega, mega extremist, white Christian nationalist, white supremacists are everywhere. They never arrest people, you never see cases, you never see really statistics on it. Trans genocide. This is all part of the plan. They'll roll something out. They'll bring out the National Guard. They'll arrest somebody. They'll call a state of emergency for the election. And if for some reason GOP isn't stupid and they do somebody over than Trump and that person wins, instantaneously the left will not in the Senate confirm the vote. There will be riots. There will be carnage. There'll be recounts. The media will be hyper-vigilant to try to find some way to prove that it was stolen by the Russians, QAnon, Boogaloo, something. It'll be a huge shit show. But most likely, it'll be 83 million votes. They're going to still do it. There'll be suitcases full of ballots. This is all the plan. Silence everyone. Silence them. And the only way to beat them is everybody votes. Every fucking person votes. They win because not everybody votes. People didn't want to vote for Trump, so they didn't vote. As I argued with somebody the other day, this isn't about Trump. This isn't about the GOP. This is literally about the country we want to live in. Four more years of the Biden administration's far-left tilt We won't be the country. There are no checks and balances. I used to argue with Boston, New York about it. There used to be checks and balances. Every institution's on board with this CRT, LGBT, EIAO shit. They're all part of it. They all think it's real. There's no checks. The GOP doesn't stand up for anything. They'll keep their job, and that's all they care about. I mean, we're keeping... They kept a GOP head that did absolutely nothing and didn't prove anything. Lost an easy layup midterm. There is no get-the-vote-out plan. There is no grassroots on the streets. And Trump, being an idiot, keeps saying, don't trust the mail-in. So people won't do it that way. But there's plenty of states that are forcing people to do it that way. Oregon is mail-in ballot. That's why it's so far left. Because you can guarantee those ballots don't make it. Because people don't hand-carry it. We will have three months that you won't be able to get a letter through the mail. Because USPS, a union, will once again go in overdrive. ...to move those ballots. It is scary. And it's not Tucker. It's not Fox News. It's not the GOP. It is the ability... ...of a very fascist party... ...to affect information everywhere now you used to have to have you know you had fox it wasn't right it was middle right and then you went in the evenings and it was right some say far right but even the new york times said you just like the farthest left and farthest right show on tv they said it about tucker he was anti-war he was anti-neocon And he covered subjects nobody will touch. Not even the Daily Wire. Who aren't really GOP. I don't even know what Ben Shapiro really is. I will bet money he probably voted for Biden because he hated Trump so bad. And maybe I'm a hypocrite. Because I do dog Trump a lot. I think he's a fucking piece of shit. But at the end of the day... I will vote against, because I'm looking at the big picture, and that's the country. And we're in pro- real big trouble. we just very big trouble. So this wraps up another episode of Flyover Politics Podcast. Share it with your family and friends from about midway on, because pre it was fucked up and i apologize disconnect from devices don't give all the yeah yeahs we'll go with our next show on the 20 let's go 30th 30th of april year of our lord 2023 until then thank you for listening and take care
9: every death is a tragedy y'all it's seven lives